Marianne Ross and Joni Holman are the owners of Supply Chain Mavens Incorporated, a fast-growing corporate training company with global reach. Our 30-minute bi-weekly podcasts deliver inspiration, humor, and reality, featuring interviews with authors, consultants, executives, and experts who share their personal success stories. If you're new to supply chain or need a career boost or are exploring a move into a different field within the supply chain universe, join us for refreshing candor and innovative new ideas. Good morning, everyone. This is Supply Chain Mavens. I'm Joni Holman, and I'm here with my best friend and business partner, Marianne Ross, the president of our company. And we're here for our Supply Chain Rocks podcast. We are so delighted this week to have one of our old friends, our seasoned friends, Sharon Rice, with us. And Sharon was with Apex, involved in the headquarters for many years, and now she's doing consulting. And we actually use people within her office to help supply chain mavens. So the circle is complete. <laughs> so I'm going to ask Sharon to go ahead and give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself, and then we'll get started. Wonderful. Well, hi, everyone. I'm so pleased to be here. Um, Joni and Marianne and I have known each other for a really long time and, and have shared a professional and personal journeys. So this is really delightful for me to spend time with them and with you today. Um, again, my name is Sharon Rice. I am, uh, I would say, first and foremost, an association professional. So I've worked with professional associations in my career for over 30 years. Um, for 10 plus years of that career, I worked with Apex and then ASCM. Uh, first as a uh, executive team member, and then later in that relationship as a consultant. Um, today, I am consulting again with lots of different associations. I'm working primarily at this point with healthcare, although I'm always glad when I get to go back into a manufacturing association or supply chain association. I have several clients in that um, realm as well. Um, but yeah, doing a lot of work right now as especially as we talk with physician groups. And so I'm kind of immersed in uh, what's going on with the healthcare economy, as well as the supply chain economy. So um, that's my background. Two really important areas for us. So Sharon, for you, what makes supply chain rock? <laughs> well, you know, this is so interesting. When I was um, consulting before I came to Apex, I was with American Express Tax and Business Services, and I was working in the nonprofit consulting group there. And we also had, some of my colleagues were um, for-profit consulting colleagues, and they were doing a lot of uh, supply chain consulting. And I remember the first time they asked me if I joined them on a supply chain engagement. It was far outside of my, you know, kind of background since I was working mostly at that time with um, philanthropic organizations and also always professional associations. I've always worked with professional associations. So I thought, man, I don't know anything about this. I don't, I've never heard of supply chain until I came to work for American Express Tax and Business Services. This was in the early 2000s. Um, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. And um, we were doing uh, process redesign for a manufacturing company as a part of this engagement. And I remember sitting there and I was, you know, kind of leading through a process redesign exercise with them. And I was taking it in. I was kind of learning about the supply chain. And what struck me 
at the time was this is like an essential organizing concept. What they're communicating to me and talking to me about is just really an essential organizing concept for business and businesses, you know, of all sorts, not just manufacturing. Um, and then I felt way out of my league at that engagement. So I did the best that I could, but um, it was something that was really, really different for me. And it was notable. It kind of stuck in my brain at the time. And then um, it was probably a year after that, that Abesh Kanazi took the job as CEO of Apex and a couple of months or maybe a little bit longer that he asked me if I would come and be a part of the Apex team during the transition from the Virginia office to the Chicago office. And I said, yes. And I thought that was really ironic because I was moving into this area of, uh, you know, of, of associations that I really had no background in and no um, fundamental understanding of. Mm -hmm. So those early years for me at Apex was really about understanding what supply chain was, or, and we were still leaning heavily into operations management at the time. Yeah. CS, uh, CP had just been released only a couple of years ago and it was, it had it done, it, it did really well, uh, you know, kind of from the get-go. It was the right product at the right time, um, but it was still gaining traction. And so I would say my early time, my first couple of years at, at Apex was really about operations management, kind of first and foremost, and learning about that and learning about what made operations management uh, professionals special, how they contributed to their companies, the vital role that they played. And so that was just a really exciting time because not only were we at a period where we, um, in some ways were, were trying to turn Apex in a new direction, but you could tell even in, this is like 2007, 2008, that these business concepts related to supply chain were kind of growing in significance and importance within these companies. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, you know, it was great. But when I, you know, kind of coming back, Joni, to your question about why does supply chain rock? I think the answer for a non-supply chain professional, such as myself, a peripheral supply chain professional, <laughs> <laughs> however you would categorize me, <laughs> is that supply chain rocks because it, it again, is it, it's a core organizing concept in a lot of ways to human interactions, but certainly to business interactions. Mm -hmm. And so once I started learning about supply chain and getting to talk to you guys about it and other leaders within the Apex ASCM community about it, um, I just realized and appreciated what a fundamental um, kind of innovation supply chain thinking is to not only the world of business, but you know, to our economy and our society as a whole, um, not just nationally, but globally. And certainly things like the recession and the pandemic really brought that home. And it's been wonderful to you know, have started working with supply chain when nobody knew what it was except for people that were in manufacturing and in that environment to a place today where the general public, everybody understands why supply chain is so vital to our economy and to our society. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great to hear. ASCM was supply chain when supply chain wasn't cool, right? Wasn't cool, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So as you got into supply chain in the um, professional organization, what kinds of places has supply chain taken you in your career? So one of the things that's true 
about me, you know, as a person and, and kind of the way I think is I'm an integrator in my brain. I like to integrate concepts sure. and sometimes seemingly divergent concepts. And I thought, well, you know, one of the greatest experiences, you know, one of the gifts I would say working at Apex ASEM gave to me is that I was able to work with um, supply chain and operations managers. I was able to work with academics um, in those same fields um, and my association colleagues. And I had this background that was more healthcare related than manufacturing related, as I said, and I had the association body of knowledge. And so when I was able to, to integrate the concepts of operations management and supply chain management into my association body of knowledge, and then, um, and vice versa, you know, kind of bring some of that association, like strategic planning background into the work that I was doing for Apex and ASCM. I felt like, you know, for me, I had so many aha moments. There were so many pieces that were coming together and so many things that, you know, I was like, oh, wait a minute, what if we, you know, work this way? Or what if we did this? Um, Kind of integrating those different bodies of knowledge and concepts into advancing Apex ASCM, advancing supply chain. And then when I left um, Apex and wasn't working um, as much on the supply chain side, being able to take those supply chain concepts and bring them into the associations that oh I'm working with. And, you know, I'll give you an example of this with some of my associations. I think that's with professional associations, it's always true, but it's been particularly true since the recession that uh, people aren't belonging to associations anymore out of a sense of obligation. So when I first started working with associations in the 80s, people belonged because they felt like it was a professional responsibility to belong, that they needed to support their professional association. They needed to be able to contribute where they could. And it was just, you know, that dues card was really important because they were, you know, a, a card holder, you know, right. to the association. It was really um, important. What's happened as we've, and this is generational shift as well. It's not just, you know, economic events like the recession or the pandemic, but um, what's happened especially in the 2000s, is that we've become very much more value oriented so that I wish we could go back to the place where people felt like it was their professional obligation to belong, because I think that made us a stronger society when we could belong to an association and not have to agree necessarily with everything that the leaders were doing or, you know, not get so engaged in kind of the political ideologies that maybe separate us and make us not want to belong to an association, but say, this is my responsibility and I trust that we're heading in the right direction because the collective is heading in the right direction. So that's not where we are today, unfortunately, but it does bring up this issue of value and value chain. And so one of the most significant concepts that I carry from supply chain into my consulting work is this sense of this concept of value chain and looking at the association's value chain to their members. um, We see breaks a lot in that value chain, often for certifying bodies, for example, which your your listeners are really well familiar with, I know. Um, Often when a, a certifying body, as ASCM is a certifying body, um, after somebody gets that certification, there can be a break in the value chain because, and it, it's not, sometimes it's perception and not reality, um, but they say, okay, I achieved that, that, you know, kind of career mark. And um, now there's really not a whole lot left for me in relationship to this association. Now, of course, they're not taking into consideration what it takes to maintain a credential and staying right. on top and education and networking and all of that. 
but that can be a break in the value chain. And so I see that um, with a lot of different healthcare organizations, especially the ones that are allied health or they may not be provider related, meaning they're not, they're not nurses or not doctors, but um, that are maintaining licenses, you know, which is a whole different kind of ball, but uh, field, but they, you know, get their certification and then they're like, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm kind of done with you. I'm not receiving, you know, any more value from you. So yeah, there's all sorts of concepts from supply chain that really apply to the work that I do now. And certainly within healthcare, you know, kind of writ large, I do work with a lot of hospital organizations too. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, the supply chain, the importance of the supply chain um, to our healthcare system in the United States and across the globe is now just really profoundly understood in a way that it wasn't in the past. And so I can integrate some of that knowledge Excellent. as well. Excellent. That's absolutely true, Sharon, is that, you know, they are so much dependent on the supply chain and the critical supply chain because of the work that they do in patient care. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you think about going back to um, PPE and the, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it's so funny. <laughs> I was, I, <laughs> I'm doing some uh, like summer cleaning, not spring cleaning. And I came upon um, a whole drawer full of, of homemade masks that <laughs> we were making at the beginning of the supply chain. And I was, uh, I had my mother with me and we, we were just sewing these masks like crazy and we were dropping them off at hospitals here. And they were so glad to have them because they didn't have um, obviously the manufactured masks. And it, it, we became a part of the supply chain in that right. emergency is providing. We did over 800 masks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, and that's, it's a time actually I'm gonna remember, there's a lot of things about the pandemic I'm not gonna remember fondly, but working with my mom on that and trying to make up some of the gap that was occurring in the supply chain. And of course I was aware of that. My mom was like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> we were, <laughs> you know, we became a part of that uh, integrated supply chain during that time. So that was fun. I think some of the major contributions that you made while you were with ASEM is that you were always so strong on the conferences mm. and you did some very innovative presentations or forums during those conferences. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that when we were rolling into the recession, so I started with ASEM in 2007. And uh, late, later in the year in 2007. And then, um, you know, we had just made that transition with um, the, it, it, some staff and hiring a lot, mostly new staff with, as we moved from Virginia to Chicago. Right. And so okay. that was very intense. And uh, we got through that period. And then almost immediately we were hit with the recession. And one of the things that, as you know, we were kind of talking among ourselves about what, who did we need to be? Who did Apex need to be for operations management and supply chain professionals as we were, you know, kind of going into this recession and it was ugly and we knew it was ugly. And, you know, one of the gifts I think that we had is close relationship with a lot of members and a lot of leaders who could tell us the pain they were experiencing as, as the recession was starting to really make, um, an impact on uh, manufacturing employment, for example. So you'll remember there were a lot of layoffs yep. in the recession. And then, uh, and so that was painful. People were being laid off um, and it was painful for them, but it was painful for the people that were still employed because not only did they have 
kind of survivor's remorse, that sense of, you know, this, it could have, why me, why, why did I keep my job in some cases or, you know, real strong empathy for people that were losing their jobs, but also uh, they had immense amount of work to do because they were still doing the work of these people that were right. no longer employed. So exactly. it was extremely hard. So as we were talking among ourselves, we were saying, well, what, what do we need to do for our members right now? Which is, you know, that's the association professionals kind of mantra. What do we need to do for our members? And so at that time we said it would be probably most impactful to make sure that senior executives with employers essentially of our members would understand how really important they are and how important they're going to be to coming out of the recession. And so how do we elevate our um, members in the eyes of their employers and their bosses? Mm -hmm. And so at that time, we decided to start the the weekly column. It was operations management now, and that became supply chain now. And that gave us an opportunity, that column uh, that comes out every uh, every Friday. Um, and Abe obviously was extremely involved in that. Um, we, it was one of the things that I remember the most because what we were able to do it for the probably maybe the first time in the history of operations management and supply chain is we, we um, every Monday would look at all the news stories. So from some mainstream press that touched on inventory, or supply chain or operations management. And at the time it it was, sometimes it was really peripheral. So it was slim pickings, some <laughs> weeks to look at stories. But the concept was we'd take a story from the news, we'd write about the first half, that story. And then, you know, we Abe would go ahead and say, and, and this is why Apex is important. This is why our members are important. This is why um, what we do matters, what you do matters. And so that was one of those ideas that it, it took hold immediately and then it continues till today. And I think what was great about that um, is that we leverage the news to make news for supply chain professionals and to help them to see as they would read the column, hopefully, you know, the important role that they're playing as a profession, but that others would then be able to see that. And so I think that that contributed in some ways to this elevation that we've seen over the a steady elevation over the course of a number of years of operations and supply chain professionals, um, not only in um, within their their employers, but within the public consciousness. Right, the perception. And we're at an extraordinary period. I mean, we've reached a goal. I remember the first time this was probably 2008 or nine, there was this series. You guys have heard me tell this story, but I'll go ahead and tell it anyway, because it's one of my favorites. So every Sunday night, I watch True Blood. If people remember that series, True Blood. I do. And um, so I'm I'm sitting in bed watching it because it's late for me. It was on at like nine o'clock central. (laughs) That's my bedtime. But I'm sitting in bed watching it. And all of a sudden, there's this storyline within True Blood, it was later in the series, where there's a, uh, so True Blood, for those of you that don't know, it's a vampire show, and True Blood is a manufactured blood, it's not human blood, it's manufactured blood, and because we have True Blood, the theory of the series is, we can have vampires walking among us, because they don't need to feed on us, (laughs) they can buy True Blood, and so what happened was True Blood, there were some factories in, I think there were Japan, it was in Asia somewhere, but I think there was Japan, that something, a disaster happened in the factory, and all of a sudden, they're not able to manufacture True Blood, 
at the levels that they needed to kind of fulfill the demand. And I remember just all of a sudden, like really kind of coming alive when they did this newscast on True Blood, the series, and they talked about supply chain and supply chain <laughs> concepts related to the True Blood, and they did it correctly. They used correct <laughs> terminology and they made the connections correctly. And I was like, oh my God. Now, I don't know if that was the first show, um, the first time in popular TV where supply chain was integrated into a storyline and, and where we were using supply chain language, but that was super exciting to me because I was like, we made it, here we are. And now if you think about it today, there's almost nobody that doesn't know. I mean, children know, my grandchildren know about supply chain and what, you know, how supply chain is important um, to our human community. And, uh, you know, I just, I love that story. I love thinking back on it because I feel like I was a part, you know, at least aware of the history as it was being made and as it was happening, as were you guys. And, um, and so for, you know, for some of us that have been able to walk that journey over the last, you know, 12 or 15 years, um, it's gratifying, isn't it? To, you oh know, gosh. that advancement. I remember the first time I saw the UPS commercial about it's logistics. Yes, yes, and Dennis, right? The one on the bicycle, right? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. I remember yes. that too. So speaking about the children and the grandchildren, Sharon, what kind of advice would you have for somebody that's just coming into the supply chain universe, let's say? Well, it's interesting. I, you know, I, uh, before I left ASCM, I was doing a lot of campus visits and um, that was really great because we, you know, I had a relationship with a number of um, professors and instructors in, in the field and they were always looking for, um, you know, kind of somebody to come in and talk to their students about careers. And so, you know, I would go in and these were a lot of times they were general business students. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, we were seeing more and more programs that were at the undergrad level that were uh, where there was a concentration in operations management or supply chain management mm -hmm. right at the time that I was leading because some of them had made that decision already. But we would sit and talk about, you know, what would make you a good supply chain professional? How would you know that a career in supply chain or operations management, um, and, and I, I do think they're slightly different in terms of what would attract a person to one or the other, but um, what would make that a gratifying career for you? What would make that a fulfilling career for you? And, you know, just by observation of the thousands of professionals that I came into contact with when I was at APEX and ASCM, you know, what I would tell them is I think that if you're, you're inherently a problem solver, if you really um, like a job where you can kind of dig in and identify a problem and work with a team to solve the problem. I think operations and, and supply chain management both are very team oriented uh, from a professional perspective. And so you wanna be a part of a team, you wanna be a contributor. There's a lot of room to be a leader as well, but it's not a uh, sole contributor type of a role, I guess is what I'm saying. So if you wanna be able to work with a team, if you wanna do problem solving, if you like a variety of experience that spans from the tactical to the strategic, you know, if some days you really like to dig in at the detail level and, and kind of get your hands messy with that, and then other days you like to think of the, at a little bit more big picture level and kind of try to get up to that 30,000 foot level and kind of look at the system below you and identify opportunities for improvement, then this is a really good career for you. The opportunities are obviously right now endless. And, um, you know, there's other perks, uh, perks of being able to work 
at a more global level, I mean, to, to work outside of the United States or with other professionals outside of the United States, I think is fantastic in this career. Um, certainly over the course of the last 20 years, we, we see that real defined career pathway. So if you like knowing, you know, as you're entering a, a, a career, what your advancement trajectory would look like, then this is a good career, you know, for you as well. So I think with, with young people, um, who are, and I think that our young people really are looking, you know, beyond just compensation. I'm not saying that compensation and salary aren't important, but I do think we are getting, again, this, the trend is really more towards, I'm going to say total value proposition of my career, meaning, yes, what am I making? Yes, what opportunities do I have? But also, you know, does it suit the lifestyle that I want to create for myself over the long term? I think that young people um, that are, you know, let's say below 30 right now, maybe we might include millennials in that. So maybe below 40 overall um, have a much more refined sense of what they want for their whole life than, you know, me as a baby boomer just going work, family, those are two separate things. I think that our younger people integrate them more and they rightly understand that work impacts family, family impacts work and are making decisions based on, um, you know, what it is that, that they really want to have be true for priorities. Yeah. And I think that careers and operation management and supply chain, they require a lot of you when you're on their job. There's no question about it. Um, but I just, as it, you know, I, there, I, I do meet, continue to meet supply chain professionals, um, that are younger who have figured out how to, how to really create a work-life balance in their careers. Yeah, absolutely true. I think one of the things that you mentioned was perks associated with what we have, what we do in supply chain is the people that we meet and the relationships that we build. And that certainly speaks to the three of us and the relationship that we've been able to uh, continue even outside of ASCM. Yeah. Um, what a mentor and a role model you have been for us personally. That's why it's been so nice to have you on our show today. <laughs> well, it's, it, you know, I think that if you think about it, I mean, we could go on and on and talk about what the three of us have been through together. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of stories maybe that aren't fit for <laughs> the general viewing our <laughs> audience right now. <laughs> but I, you know, it, it, that's it kind of, I would say overall, my Apex ASCM experience, what's really lovely about it is that, um, you know, I came into the position really knowing that I needed to care about the member because that's what, you know, essentially is true of association management, right? You're going to care about your member and get to know them. And then we had wonderful experiences. We had hard times, you know, as changes were being made and certainly a lot of changes, you know, were made from kind of the traditional apex and and even changes beyond me. I mean, I talk about my season at apex because I feel like I had a season and it had a beginning and it had an end. And certainly ASM has gone on, you know, pass me at this point to, you know, continue to achieve great things. Um, but when you, when you're really in the trenches struggling together and when you're going through things, as I keep saying, but the transition and, you know, the recession and the pandemic would have killed me. I think that would have been the end of <laughs> at ASCM, no matter what, because that would have been a lot at that point, um, just to experience for me, I might've uh, empathied out 
um, at that point. But yeah, we were we went through a lot together, and that naturally forms really strong, supportive relationships. And I, you know, my admiration and just core like, um, I just like supply chain operations management professionals. Um, and you know, Apex ASCM has had, you know, there were so many uh, vibrant personalities, shall we say, <laughs> a lot of characters. I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and and I just enjoyed all of it. I did enjoy all of you. So um, it it was my honor and my privilege. We are so appreciative to have the time that you can share for us, and thank you so much for joining us on this adventure of ours. Yeah. Marianne, any closing thoughts? No, just thank you so much, Sharon. It's, today's been a delight. Yes. Oh, it's a delight for me too. And I'm so, it's been wonderful to watch Supply Chain Mavens. I keep up on Facebook. Um, I, I, and it's great because you have so many people that follow you that um, I remember fondly as well. So it's always wonderful to see them as well. So thanks to everybody who's listening. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. And we thank you, the audience. And we will be back in two weeks with another fascinating interview about why supply chain rocks. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Supply Chain Rocks. We hope you've been inspired and informed during our time together. Learn more about the training events we offer by visiting our website at supplychainmavens.net. We'll be back in two weeks.